We are back live with another day four with the man, Frank Scalish. It is day four, number 90. After a week off for fall break, we are back in business and ready to learn from the best. <laughs> it feels like an eternity. <laughs> it is. And now we've done some uh, some recorded shows when we were off, and just the last three weeks have been absolutely chaotic for me. I had the Bassmaster open on Hartwell. Right. We snuck in a live one right when I got back. Then I had to go up and do a deal in Michigan and then went to the Bassmaster open at uh, Sam Rayburn and then came back, and it was just the way it logistically worked. But we're back. We're, we're back. live. And we're better than ever. What have you been up to, Uncle Frank? Oh, you know, I'm doing a bunch of more. A uh, uh, bunch of more. I, I speak well, don't I? Uh, <laughs> We've had an off week. <laughs> I'm doing some more colors for uh, some LureNet exclusives. I'm doing some stuff for the paint shop. Um, I've been very busy. I've uh, been fished a few times here and there. I'm still trying to dial in the boat. We're very close right now. I'm still very frustrated. Um, yeah, I am. Um, I, I don't want to make it about the boat today, but yeah, it's not the boat. It's the the motor issues, but we're working through it. Um, I feel like you're so far in at this point, like you're kind of committed, like you've ran 30 miles up the river and there's another five miles of river. And instead of just turning around and saying they're not up the river, you're going, I, I got to go to the end. I got to go to yep. where to see if they're at the end. Yeah, because I have I have put so much work into this uh, motor that there's I, there's no turning back. If if somebody if somebody would have said, "Hey, look, um, it's going to cost you X amount to fix this," I would have said, "Scrap it," and got a just got another motor. Um, but now I've I'm. I'm so far into it and so close where I'm literally between um, 11, uh, 1000 RPMs and 1300 RPMs where that, where that, that's where the glitch is now. The boat's running good. I'm running 73 on top end, um, which is good for a legend because it's a heavy boat. It's a big, heavy boat. Um, You know, 73 top end. Um, whole shots fantastic, but right when I get to that between a thousand and um, thirteen hundred RPM, I get I get a little surge, and then it goes. You know what I mean? Um, so we're really close to figuring it out. Um, it's frustrating me to no end because you all know from previous shows I have um, an anal retentive gene, and I can't I can't handle my stuff being in disarray. Um, so yeah, it's been difficult, but I've, but I've, I got to fish, you know, a few times, uh, musky fish, bass fished, um, caught, I caught, fortunately for me, I caught them every time I went out, but, um, you know, we did that one show about oddball species and I had a bug up my ass to go musky fish. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you sent me pictures when you were in Michigan and them big King salmon you were catching. I caught one big one. And then I foul hooked too. But the one big one that I sent you was hooked in the mouth. So let me ask that was you a key question. to me was you had that I <laughs> I was not going to stop until I had one that attacked my jerk bait and that I landed that was clearly hooked in the mouth. Because right. any I mean a, anybody right. could snag them. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. So so the so let me ask you a question: Which ones fought better? The ones hooked in the tail or the one hooked in the mouth? <laughs> the ones hooked in the tail were were way harder. Now you couldn't see them because of the way the water was moving fast, and it was like seven or eight foot deep. So it was still. It wasn't like they were just sitting there lazily and you put it in front of them. It was you know cast, and you never knew when lightning would strike. Right. But right. uh. When you hooked one not in the mouth, A, you could pull the hooks out pretty easily if you wanted to and just just uh, just kind of winch your drag down. But they got in that current, and you just couldn't move them. Yeah, uh, the one hooked in the mouth, I mean, it was, you know, rod bouncing, and he was tail walking, and everyone's right. going, it's in the mouth, it's in the mouth. And then, you know, I landed it, took pictures of it, and, and released it so it could die three weeks later. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what they do naturally. I mean, they're yeah. up there. I mean, that that fish was not going to go back out in the ocean. That's when they change colors and get darker, right? Yeah, when the, the darker they get, the more rotten they are. Yeah. If you're if you're going to eat a salmon, make sure he's chrome. <laughs> yeah, or let him go home. Well, before we get into today's show, uh, we have uh, we have new colors on lure net. We have uh, kind of a spin off of what we talked about in the in the in the last day four. Uh, 88 or 89, one of the last two, which is other species, targeting other species and lures designed for other species that work bass fishing. You've got uh, oh, yeah. a cool segment uh, on that. Uh, we have some stuff with the FF Minnow. Uh, we're going to get into some fall, uh, early winter cranking stuff. We've got a lot to cover, but I felt kind of bad because I'd actually bragged on the previous show, hey, well, we haven't missed a day four since I took over in 2022, and then it ended up <laughs> logistically. <laughs> so I was like, how could I, how could I make up with this with the uh, with the BTL listeners? So uh, I I put together a uh, I put together a little gift, a little something. Now it's only it's only like two minutes long. But I feel like this is long overdue, and Frank, you you're uh, unaware of this now. Frankie Junior, I'm completely unaware. Uh, I I I vetted this through Frankie Junior. He gave me the the thumbs up, and then also uh, Ryan, our good friend Ryan. Okay. I believe he referred to it as quote gold. <laughs> so <laughs> it's either go- with Ryan, it's either gold or money or spot on. <laughs> yes, it was it was uh, it might have been pure gold actually. Ah, pure gold. <laughs> So uh, it, it's I'm it's scared. it's scared it's two right and a half now. minutes, but uh, just kind of if if you're listening on the PC of the Mac, just kind of crank the speakers or otherwise turn it up. If you're listening on on iTunes, this is uh this is a little best of. Oh no, Uncle you're Frank's scary. montage 2022. <laughs> you ready for it? I'm scared. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is good, and then we'll get your reaction afterwards. So, oh gosh, here we go. And I'm bowed up on one, and I got five or six chasing them in. As soon as I came over the gator grass, I killed the swim jig, and that lump of gator grass goes like that, and I lock in on them. I'm like, oh my God, dude. So now I double hand the flipping stick, and I'm just winching them in, reeling them in, winching them in. Well, I get him to the side of the boat, and his mouth comes out of the water, and it is a behemoth large mouth. And every time one of those big small mounts would smoke that rattle, I would be like, oh my God, I got a 50-50 shot. This animal's getting in this boat. That fish hit so hard that I literally, if it would have come off, I would have told you I had a six pounder on. I was burning it back to the boat to make another cast and I had a four pounder running it down like it was his job. And I throw in there and it goes, and I, I go get him and, and I can't turn him. And he's like, 
who were wrestling, and I was throwing a methylate floating worm and started plowing them, like plowing them, like mad. So I fire my spinner bait out there. I don't get three reel cranks off of it, and I'm loaded to the core. I literally pull up there in the morning. I make five casts, and I have 20 pounds plus in the boat. And I grab them by the mouth, and I try to lift them up into the boat with one hand, and this fish starts kicking, and it literally almost broke my wrist. As soon as I come over to the top of the boulder, I stop reeling. Boom, my line goes tight again. I got another one over four pounds. Tunnel vision, start idling, start looking. Boom, I find I found a mother load actually, because we plowed them and then and then when I let it go underwater, they'd get it. As soon as I put the boat on the bank, cast out deep, bam, I got one. Bam, he's got one. Double header. I'm like, oh, they want it this way, dude. If I grab my spoon rod, I drop it down, I see that bass streak up, and I'm like I got him, and it's a four-pounder. When you hook a fish that could literally take all your equipment away from you, you'll learn how to thumb a fish. So I pow, and the hook comes flying out, and I have no swim bait on it. I look down, and I had a flipping stick next to me. I pulled the flipping stick up, and I pitched the bait out right into the middle of the boil, and my line goes, so I crack the fish, and I'm in all the standing timber. Every time I hook one, it's as exciting to me as the first time I ever caught a fish. <laughs> oh, oh my God. You just made me paranoid. No more of this and no more oh, no, of that. No, 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 that's pure gold. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, dude, that you, you spent some time on that. That took me down memory lane, dude. That is, I swear. that was awesome. Swear. Like I, I said, actually, I said that to a couple people, and they were like, dude, that makes me want to go fishing so bad right now. I swear to God, dude, I got goosebumps. I mean, that's cool. The one the one where it broke my wrist, that was a giant striper on Chesapeake. Really? Like, yeah, like I was listening to the thing because, because you, 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 know, you cut the snippets out, so I was trying yeah. to remember which fish those were. And, and I remembered almost all of them, except for a couple. I wasn't sure which fish I was talking about. I'll email that to you if you want to throw it up on any of your social medias. I can't actually send it to you uh, on the phone because you are oh, not no. part part of the iPhone. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, Frank not is, only Ryan I- <laughs> is, so I can send it. It's two minutes. I'll throw it up on the uh, BTL Facebook page as well. Not only am I not part of the iTunes, uh, iPhone thing, I... Uh, I found out the other day that my phone, uh, believe it or not, um, is only 3G. And uh, You know they're not, up to 5G plus now, right? Yeah, and I'm finding it out because now my phone's not letting me talk to people in my house. I have to find a certain spot to stand in. And uh, the lady at uh, Verizon told me that pretty soon your phone's not going to work. Yeah, I would upgrade. I would upgrade with all that spare money that you have because you're both <laughs> All the spare money I have, I have, I have a negative annuity. It's hanging on. Now, the when I was going through and like, making that little uh, highlight, that is, I mean, that is your sizzle tape. That is the highlight reel of the last uh, ten months of of BTL uh, BTL with day four with Uncle Frank, and hopefully years to come. Hopefully, uh, I know we're good to go for for twenty three. So we're, good, we're good to 50 go. plus shows. Um, we're, but we're good to go. There was one line in that in that little clip uh, 
Um, and like I said, I'm in the middle of trying to figure out what to do with the clothing deal. There were some changes that they were made. I would like to to come out with a piece before uh, Christmas. Uh, and it would probably, depending on how it's received, allow you to get a new cell phone or fix your motor. <laughs> <laughs> I would fix did. my I would fix my motor before I'd get another cell phone. Yeah, we did uh we did a piece, a day four t shirt, uh that was well received. Um and there was one phrase in there that I think would just make a dandy shirt. You said loaded to the cork. <laughs> and I'm just picturing just a shirt that says loaded to the cork. Absolutely. With the day with the day four logo underneath it, and I'm thinking of like a long empty, with a long sleeve t shirt on, there. an empty case of Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, but I think a loaded to the cork. Uh, that's something that that is a that is a great saying. Love it. Of course, now a lot of rods today don't have cork on them. No, they have that neoprene crud. Do the I ones s- that do the Powells that you use have cork, or are they neoprene? Yeah. No, they they, do? they're cork, yeah. I, I like the cork. I, I just like it. I never got into that, you know, black, spongy-handled rag. Oh, I gotcha. you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I never got into those. I, I love the cork, man. I just like the way it feels. You still got your Uncle Frank one word 20% off at Powell going? Yeah, speaking of that, it goes on forever. Oh, okay. Yeah, capital Uncle Frank, all one word. You know how you get 20% off Uncle Frank one word at rock companies? You load it to the cork time and time again. <laughs> oh, oh, that's fantastic. All right. Where do you want to start on today's show, uh, well, Frank? I, you know, I'm looking around me because I have piles of baits and everything all around me. Um, well, f- the first thing I want to do is um, I'm just trying to figure out how I can make this all relatable. Well, start out with the with this that spinner bait you were showing me before we started the show, because Frank always gets on fifteen twenty minutes early, and we kind of BS and talk about what's going on, kind of catch up yeah. for the week. And you had a pretty cool little deal that related back, like I said at the beginning, to the show we did of targeting other species to help you become a better bass angler. Okay, I'll do this. We'll do that. I I, I don't have any particular order to go in. I was just going to actually just. BS my way through this episode. So this is actually good. So what we're, what, what happened is I have, I have a really close friend of mine. He was on the show. You guys remember Troy from one time uh, he did the show with me and um, <laughs> there, I see the comments you're posting up. That's fantastic. You guys are great, man. You guys are absolutely great. Speaking about videos, that, that one comment you put up, the guy said, awesome video. Yeah. Um, speaking about videos, I, I have a late fall, early winter crankbait video up now on uh, LureNet YouTube. It is a massive, massive deep dive, guys. It is like, inc- it's incredibly detailed. You got you to gotta check it out because this is going on right now. Um, you got to check that video out. It's really, it's really a good video. Um, some of it's studio, some of it's on the water, but it's super detailed. Um, you'll love it. Anyhow, that see that see how we just digressed. That yeah. dude, we just right into well, a different fine. spot. We can do whatever the heck we want. 
so anyway, so my buddy Troy, um, him and his him and his brother, they do a lot of red fishing um, up in North Carolina on the coast, and so they throw the the bomber drum beater all the time, which is basically it's a giant safety pin spinner um, for redfish. Okay, so he he's I was planning to go down there and do some uh, red fishing with him, and so I got a bunch. I went on lure net and I got a bunch of drum beaters. Well, I, plans fell through. I couldn't go with them red fishing. So I had all these drum beaters and I was staring at them, staring at them. I says, you know what? I'll bet you I can kill the smallmouth on these things. So I, I decided I threw them in the boat and I, I had them with me, but every time I was on the water, you know, I was doing a show and, and, um, you know, next gen, the bomber next gens came out. And so, you know, I was fishing the, 7a bomber and the deep flat a in -hmm. the next gen colors and the pattern was changing and then i wound up catching them on the norman fat boy square billing and i just never really got a chance to throw these things well i had a guy um that wanted to go musky fishing real bad and um he northern pike fishes a lot well i have a lake near me where i can catch a lot of pike so i said oh that'll be good i'll I'll just use the drum beaters and then I don't have to ruin all my real bass tackle <laughs> catching the pike. Okay. So a few weeks ago I'm, I'm out and I, and it, and in all honesty, no cameras. It was pure, purely for me just to go regroup. Cause I was just busier than crap and I was coming unglued and I needed time just to go out and fish. So, I I go to this lake and it turns out it's like one of the best fall days we've had. It was, there wasn't, there wasn't a breeze. It was slick, flat, sunny, bright sun, 70 degrees. It was like a mirage out when you look at the lake, you know how they get eerily flat. And so I'm, I'm, they sprayed this lake. This lake used to have really good grass in it and they sprayed the lake, um, I knew they were going to drop the pellets in there. I just didn't know how many or when, because what the DNR told me was that it was going to be very controlled and very spotty. Mm -hmm. What I found out is they wiped out 80% of the grass in the entire lake. It was like chucking t-shirts into the crowd at a baseball game. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They just went down. Johnny Apple seeded the pellets all over the pond. Oh yeah. I swear. They must've dropped them from a helicopter because they're like the best grass sections of the lake were void. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm fishing and, and the truth be told is I'm not catching a thing and I'm, I'm starting to get irritated. Um, and so I decide that what I have to do is I got to just stop and rethink what I'm doing. So I, I started to move as shallow as I can go and the grass was really bad. It was, it was decaying, it was brown. Um, and I kind of just idled by, you know, I was standing up on the boat, idling, just looking out to see, and the grass was horrid. And where the grass used to grow out to nine feet deep of water, now it's the most I could find was three feet of grass, you know, three foot of water where the grass was, and the grass was all gunky. It was gross. So I 
you know, was cruising around looking for that stuff. I, I couldn't find what I really wanted. There was better grass in a different area, but it was polluted with guys. And I didn't want to go near that. There was way too much traffic there. So anyway, I said, let me check some structural elements because with no grass, the bass are going to become structure oriented. Let me go. So I go to some of the rock piles that normally have grass around the rock piles and I don't catch a thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going back to where I normally catch them because the bass aren't just going to leave. They're just going to do something different. I got to figure it out. So I get where I'm kicking up mud with the trolling motor most of the time and the shallow, gunky, crappy, dead, dying grass. It's the only thing I got. So I picked up a, a War Eagle finesse spinner bait and I threw it over one clump and I lifted it up over the clump and bam, I get one about three pounds. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they hit the spinner bait there. It's sun. It dude, the sun is so bright and the lake is so flat. I'm like, God, I can't believe they hit the spinner bait. I go down, go down, go down. Bam. I catch another one. Well, what I'm noticing is I'm only getting bit when I pull it over the clump and it starts to go down the other side. The problem with the traditional spinner bait is on the fall. They don't flutter. Okay. They they'll fall down, but they don't flutter. So I go, the drum beater, the drum beater has a short arm and a Colorado blade. It'll, it'll helicopter on the way down. So I tie the thing on. And for those that don't know what a drum beater is, this is what it is. It's a bomber drum beater. Okay. It suspiciously close to a beetle spin, Uncle Frank. It It, it is. It, it's exactly. See, look at that. It, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a quarter ounce beetle spin for redfish. It's a professional and, beetle spin. Yeah, and the hook in this thing is money. That's so, what, either a three or a four-aught? I think it's a three-aught. So, so here, so, okay, so it's it's got a free-swinging head. So I, I don't know exactly how this is going to come through the grass because, as you all know, this, this movement here can tangle up in the grass, okay? So here's the deal. My buddy said when they redfish, they throw this thing in the bulrushes. The, the, okay. You know, the like the little yeah, rice like patties. That. Yep, yep, yep. They throw it in there and it doesn't hang up. So I'm like, okay. So I tie this thing on. I go back down to where I started from. Okay. Because I felt like I could have caught more fish. I go, oh my God. So remember this. The, the whole entire morning, I have zero. Okay. The, the finesse spinnerbait keyed me in on to that there are fish, you know, in this much water. I go back through with this drum beater. I put a Scottsboro swim bait on one, and I, ha- I put the pulse minnow on the other one, okay? And these are the two I threw. And, oh, my God, did the day change. I literally plastered them, and I never, I never fished deeper than two feet. And all I concentrated on was the dying grass, but I found out that where there was multiple grass clumps together, they, they weren't. There was nothing matted because they were killed. Right. Killed everything, but where you would have a sparse, 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 and then you'd have five or six strings of grass clumped closer together. Mm-hmm. That that's that was the pattern, and it helicoptered. 
and I could pull it over. And when the bait falls, okay, even though this is a free floating head, but when the bait falls, this goes like that. And the blade goes up like that and it falls down straight down and the blade helicopters on the way down. I would lift it up over that grass and let it helicopter straight down. The blade would go and you just see a white flash come out. It was it was a blast for one thing. And for another, in the last three hours that I that I fished, literally hammered them. And and I and I left the lake. I had to leave early. I had somewhere to go, so I left the lake at three thirty. And I'm like, oh my god, if I could stay out here till dark, I, I'd I'd catch sixty of them today. I mean, it was just it was crazy. What a difference it made. But here, this is this is taking a bait that essentially was designed for saltwater species, for a specific application, for almost seriously a specific fish, the redfish. That's why it's called the drum beater. Um, lights out. I mean, lights out. So now I'm going to experiment. Now I got some ideas and I'm going to start tweaking this bait out a little bit and it's going to be money. And it's perfect because it's not super heavy. It comes in either an eighth or a quarter ounce. Four yeah. on the eight in the quarter. So I'm assuming that you were throwing in the quarter. Yeah, I was. I threw the quarter. I, I like the quarter because... Um, I just like the quarter a lot. The eighth ounce would have been probably just as effective, but I like the blade size on the, I like the blade size on the quarter. Um, so, so anyhow, so now I've got some ideas, but here, so I, I took, I took the swim bait that it, it comes with off mm -hmm. and I went with, um, the pulse minnow. I just, I just cut the head off the, mm -hmm. the little dab of chartreuse on the tail, perhaps. Oh yeah. There's a little dab in there. Um, and then I, and then the Scottsboro swim bait. And can you feel that thing? Like, a, like, doo, doo, doo. does it oh, feel like, dude, a... yeah. oh yeah. And oh, it runs 100%. true. It doesn't. You could smoke it back to the boat. So why don't guys spin. use that more often? I because mean, a it... spin is what we all started with. Because look at it, dude. You think of, you think a professional bass guy's going to throw that, but I'll tell you right now, you, you can't beat, you can't beat that hook and the, and the hook. I didn't lose a single fish. And here, you know how you know how I wound up doing it? Instead of launching long casts and, and you know, trying mm -hmm. to swim it through all the grass, I just got up on the front of the boat and I just underhand pitched it. I don't think I made a cast farther than 25, 30 feet. Just pitching it out there, helicopter it over a couple, reel it in, pitch it out. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a very relaxing day, actually. Um, because I just got to, I just got to go out there and just freewheel it. Um, and then, and then, you know, once I got back to my thought process, keeping an open mind, get back to my thought process. Um, I, I put the puzzle pieces together mm -hmm. relatively quickly after that. And then, and then had a great day. I just caught, I literally caught them. Like I, I would just put the trolling motor down and go, I'm going to catch one there. And um, they were more related to those clumps because there's not as much good cover because the grass was dying. So they were basically magnetized to the stuff to the, that was remaining where they felt comfortable. Correct. And the other thing that occurred, the lake had come down a foot or so. So the, a lot of the wood that's normally in the water was not in the water. There was that's still cool. some deeper wood, but not, not the good stuff. You know, the big long blowdowns. I like stuff. that you did that literally a couple of weeks after we did the, 
after we did the show where you're talking about yeah. all the other baits that you you that are designed for other species that we use that's a perfect i mean could, could not get a better example than that yeah and and you know the crazy thing is is like i had this idea a year ago with this bait and then and then when my buddy kept pressing me to go red fishing i just bought them and and i had them i literally had them on my my work table in the basement for a while and i go man and i kept looking at it kept looking at it i go dude i god i could catch pike on those i could you know what i mean and so then and and i i literally i did bass fish with them um a few times like i was on this this lake where i catch a lot of smallmouth and um the conditions got real crappy in fact i wound up catching them on the boyo and did a show on the boyo um that day but we had a cold front come in early spring cold front um freezing cold a lot of wind and i said well i'm gonna i said let's do the drum beater so i ran to this section of the lake that i know that the smallmouth spawn there and um even though that the spawn main spawn was over there would still be some residual smallies hanging out and i can catch them on it well i started slinging it around i started catching some large mouth i caught a few small mouth on it but nothing you know nothing big mm-hmm. and um i just thought maybe that's just because um I, i'm at the post spawn air time you know what i mean so then so then i made a move uh, that day i made a move and um because i had to get a show done and i couldn't I couldn't do it on, on, um, this bait because I, I just wasn't on the right fish for it. Um, and then, so then I wound up getting the Boyo show and, um, it worked out really good, but see, I, I've, I've always like pick, I've always picked this thing up and I mm-hmm. dabbled in it. I never actually put it to put it to use, put it to good use. You Andrew know what I mean? is not impressed. Andrew Stewart says, quote, that looks like something I fished when I was in middle school and never caught a fish. Right. And so I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you right now, I posted some uh, Instagram pictures of the fish I caught on this. Clay thinks that it looks like it would work really good at a golf course pond. Dude, straight right. (laughs) Clay, swear to God, dude, like when I was a kid, (laughs) this is so much on. When I was a kid, we, we had golf courses by my house. So we found an opening in the fence uh, so we could sneak on the golf course and fish. And we literally threw beetle spins and uh, maps, the uh, Alga 3, yep. the black one with the yellow dots on the blade. <laughs> and that's what we caught all the bass with in the golf course. Spots. <laughs> that and, of course, a black jitterbug at night. What did those beetle spins came with those weird, like... The little twin in- tail... Yeah, thing. but I mean, it was like the hardest, stiffest plastic yeah, was, known to <laughs> existence. Like you could think, probably load that thing in a handgun and kill a deer with that little beetle spin yeah, plastic. It's probably how they invented tires. <laughs> it, it was always weird to me. It was like no one in ever in the history of designing that was like, you know what would look good on this? A grub? Yeah, <laughs> I, swear, I swear. Or something. Right. It was just like a little twin tail grub about yay big. And sometimes they had the, remember they had the red dot on them. Yeah. And the funny thing is they put the red dot on its back. Oh yeah. Like, or the black, the white with the red dot on it or the black with the yellow rising rate, ri- ri- racing, racing stripes, stripes. <laughs> racing stripes. 
<laughs> I know it's, but that's what, that's what we had when we were kids because, you know, the, the fishing industry was starting to evolve. You yeah. know what I mean? It, 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 it's like here, if you think about something, I'm going to say something, maybe controversial, maybe not. So if you think about something uh, up until I would say probably six years ago, seven years ago, the one thing that, that maybe a little longer than that, but the one thing that has like almost never really changed in our fishing game was the electric trolling motor until the advent of Spotlock mm-hmm. came out. I mean, think about that. The, the, essentially, the electric motor had been the same f- from the get-go. <laughs> it would be That's a, a great point. Thing. Greater Gator Adventures would no longer be, I guess that hard plastic was the beetle part. Anyway, continue. Because <laughs> what beetle doesn't swim subsurface with a flashy spinner next to it? Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, continue. But so anyway, the trolling motor. Yeah, so the trolling motor, that was probably the last major thing to evolve in the in the fishing industry. Um, locators have always been evolving right yep. from the get-go, always. Bass boats, always changing right from the get-go. Lure design, always changing right from the get-go. And the trolling motor was the last thing to come and t- up to the you know current c- century with technology, which is crazy because um, if you think about it, like, like I never... I never even thought about spot lock as being. You have spot lock now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, you have? Oh, yeah. You oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and actually, it's because of Frankie that I got it. Because um, when we when we were at Gunnersville, um, he's like, Dad, we, I, I got to get spot lock on my boat, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, you don't need spot lock to catch fish. I said, I don't have it. I still catch fish. You don't need it. He goes, you don't understand. It'd be so much easier, blah, blah, blah. So a tornado comes in. Long and short of the story is we ran to one of the marinas on Gunnersville and bought we we bought a 36-volt uh, Ultrax. Wait, in the middle of the day? Middle of the day, dude. We, the tornadoes came in. We couldn't go on the water, so we went under the canopy at the hotel, and we literally took his boat apart. And and we ran to the marina, got bought the trolling motor, came back, put it on his boat. And it was just a whole new world. Dude, by the time we got done with all that, the, the storms had passed. Now it was it was getting late, but the storms had passed. So we ran to the boat ramp, dropped it in the water for him to calibrate it, get it all calibrated. So the next day we wake up and we run out to the ledges because I was doing a, a ledge show, crankbaiting ledges. We run out to the ledges. I hop on the front deck of the boat. Now, this is his boat, not mine. Mm-hmm. Go, go out to the ledge. The wind's blowing a little bit. And I'm I'm fishing traditional trolling motor. I, like, I know we have the Ultrex, but, I, I, but I'm not used to using it. So I don't even, I'm not even using it. And he's like, he's like, dad, when you catch one, just hit the button on the trolling motor. And we won't drift all the way down the lake by the time you fight them and land them. So I did that. I'm like, oh, this is sweet. You know, I'm talking with the fish, da-da-da-da-da, and the boat's staying where it's supposed to be. No big deal. So I'm like, okay, I, I could see this, you know. 
And then all of a sudden I'm on some structure. Wind really starts to pick up. Boom. I catch one. I hit the button, fight the fish, get back on the front deck. We're not blowing around. I make another cast. Boom. I get another one. And then I go, okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting an Altrex for my boat. Hey, speaking of which, last time we did a live show, Frankie was practicing or was just done day one or something of the BFL on lacrosse. Yeah. yeah. And I just pulled it up. Dude, he finished 13th. Yeah, dude. He, he spit a four-pounder um, the last day of the tournament. He spit a four-pounder. Yeah, the same um, as losing it? Yeah. He, I, uh, I say farming. He farmed a four. You ever he heard far- that? Yeah. I've never yeah. heard of spitting before. Is that a thing up there? I don't know. That's what I say. Okay, Jumped, so he lost spit. Right. Farmed. So he so he lost a four. Um like like a legit. Like legit. Did he catch he was, did he have big bass or something? Yeah, he was catching some good ones. No, because I mean like I looked down at his earnings. He won one thousand nine hundred seventy nine dollars and everyone else around him only won nine hundred seventy nine, so there's an extra grand in there. Well, he didn't get big bass, but he got the extra grand because he was the highest finisher from the Michigan division. Oh, that's freaking cool. Yeah. So, so he, so, so realistically, the, 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 the fish that he lost would have put him in on the final day and he would have probably qualified for the all American. And I, yeah. So I, you know, which is kudos to him to be honest with you, because that's a, that's a stout season. He's got to um, be pumped. Oh, hell yeah, dude. He finished 15th in the Michigan division and first year in the regional. Yeah. Yeah. So, look at this 96 getting his feet wet. And then the last three racks out a 34th, a 15th, a 14th, a 33rd, a 13th in the regional three grand in winnings, which covers his entry fees and expenses. Right. What a great, positive introduction to that he's screwed now he's so yeah. screwed now <laughs> that's it and, and right now it's gonna be like now it's gonna be like the drum beater it's gonna yeah. spiral on the way down <laughs> no it's a great it was a great season i'm really proud of the kid i mean he did a, he did a lot of work um you know in all honesty i didn't i didn't work with him this whole year i didn't work with him on it he went on his way the only the only advice I gave him if you're gonna fish BFLs, don't fish the ones in Ohio. Frankie was on incognito. <laughs> oh, he was on incognito. He said, "Yep, super screwed." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that's that. Man. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. I think he's supposed to be working today. I'm gonna call his boss. <laughs> uh, he probably is. I think. 90% of the people who watch BTL live on Monday through Friday are supposed to be working. <laughs> exactly. Well, you so, know, hey, we had, hey, had hey, Matt Stefan on, on. I'm on conference. Don't bother me. <laughs> uh, when Matt Stefan was on the first time, he's like, you know, you almost like cost me a big time job. And we were like, huh? And he tells it on air. And he was working for like the Chicago Board of Exchange or whatever. I don't know. Whatever it is. And he had changed jobs. And he's like watching BTL, like just fresh into this new job. And his boss behind his shoulder goes, what's that? And, he's like, Whoa. <laughs> and he said, uh, this is this is BTL. It's a blah, blah, blah. And he said, oh, and the boss didn't say anything. So he said, you know, he's low key. He said a couple months later, he said he's sitting there watching it. He said he just hears, if I ever see you watching Bass Talk Live again during your job. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> said he referred to it by name and everything. That's so good, man. That is fantastic. So yeah, so that's funny, man. So yeah, so that's you know that's the uh, that's the. I'm gonna have other things figured out with this drum beater, um, and you guys are gonna be amazed because I have other ideas. I have a lot of other ideas for this lure, um, and we're gonna see. And if they work, I'm gonna try to get them implemented because this this little bait here is for real. I mean, it's for real. But uh, yeah, so there's uh, we were talking about colors. I'm working on some colors and everything, but they got a color on uh, the paint shop now. On because speaking about the um, the deep flat a, uh, they got a color out there now. Um, it's uh, crackle fire tiger, pretty pretty cool color uh, that's out there now. So Hold check on. it out. It's in the paint shop. When is the ideal time that you use Fire Tiger? I feel like that, especially in that Norman in the flat A, they've got kind of the matte finish Fire Tiger that's been around forever. Right. The Fire Tiger, to me, it, it almost seems like it's the spinner bait of colors. Like it, it seems like it was big in like the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s, and then right. it goes away, and then it, it kind of is starting to come back. But like Fire Tiger, what, what's the deal? When are you tying on a Fire Tiger? Well, here's the crazy thing, okay? This is Fire Tiger is probably for me, um, being a painter and a, and a, and a color guy, um, Fire Tiger to me is probably the most confusing color out there because you would look at that bait and you would go, oh, yeah, off-color water all the way. But I catch more fish on Fire Tiger in clear water than I do in dirty water. Um, I catch more fish on white in dirty water than I do fire tiger, which is weird, but fire tiger in clean water is a killer. And it's, it, it's like goes against everything you learn. Um, so that, so for me, fire tiger, like, okay. So the flat a, since you asked about when you would throw it, the, the flat a really starts coming into its own, um, basically in the fall when the baits run in the bank and you, you know, like you guys have a lot more of it where you are than where we do, where you call them do nothing banks, mm -hmm. gravel, just, clay, yeah, uh, gravel, clay, you know, traditional slope, 60 degree, 45 degree slope to it. Maybe, maybe you'll have a little chunk rock mixed in with some pea gravel. That's where I love throwing the flat side of baits. Um, now, we don't really have that here until the lakes draw down um, late fall. Once the lakes start to draw down late fall, all the cover becomes void. And now we're fishing banks that are traditionally like do-nothing banks. That's when I really like the flat sides. Um, that and then pre-spawn, they can be really good. Right before the bass take to the cover, you know, for the true pre-spawn when they get it, you know how, when the bass get into the cover right before they're going to spawn and you go down there with a floating worm or something and plow them mm -hmm. right before that stage, the flat sides work pretty good too for me. Clean water though. Not dirty. Um, if it's dirty, I'll, I'll throw white or black and chartreuse. Okay. On them because the flat side here, I'll just. It was tear. big. I just, uh, I don't know why. Maybe it's just me, but it was big in central Illinois where I grew up. 
fishing year round, like a fire tiger was tied on everyone's. Everybody. Like if everyone had a crankbait, Dude. they had a fire tiger, and it was either a, a, a model a, a bomber. Yeah, it was either a model a. <laughs> yep. Or a flat A. That's right. And that was it. And I mean, dude, there'd be 25 guys in the club and 18 of them would have a Fire Tiger Norman tied on one of their crankbait rods. But then I come out to Oklahoma and the only time I've seen it, I've really seen guys use it or it plays is in a wiggle wart. Yeah, it's weird. Um, You know, the flat side bait... The, the nature of the flat side bait, okay, it's very shatty. Obviously, shatter real thin you know, thin bodied bait fish. They're not a, it's not a big fat bodied bait fish. It's a thin bodied bait fish. So when this bait, as this bait dives and roots around, um, when it deflects, you have all this flat side to flash it all. The, the whole side of the bait flashes, you know what I mean? Cause it's flat. It's not rounded. So you, so your light, it's like a spinnerbait blade, uh, a smooth willow spinnerbait blade flashes one giant flash. Every, every rotation, you get a giant flash. This kind of does the same thing. So in, in dirty water, I'll throw, you know, black and white or black and chartreuse because then I'm getting that body flash. I'm getting a better body flash, but in the cleaner water, you know, I'll throw these, these pearls. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a little more natural in the fall. You get a clean water episode. You go to the pearls. But that's really about it on the flat side of baits. I, I it's not a year-round bait for me. Um, it's very, it's very. I have a very specific window in when I'm fishing those. What happened to Sunshine Gel Coat? <laughs> I just googled it. I didn't even know if it was a thing or not. And I'm looking on eBay, and here's uh. DD twenty two with a sunshine gel coat. Yeah, throw it up. You got the lure. Yeah, but it's real tiny. All right, forget it. Um, some colors go away. You know, I mean, I, I we're gonna we're bringing back some retro. Colors. But it was in multiple different colors. The sunshine gel coat. Yeah, well, it, well, Norman still has the gel coat. Um, like Norman's traditional gel coat. This is tropical shad, but you see the all the metal, all the metal. Oh, is that kind of like what it was? Yeah, you see all the metal flake they put in there. Yeah. The thing I like about the tropical shad is they got the blue flake on the back, and then the gold on the sides. You know, and then you got to remember the the the, the metallic uh, reflects little bits of light. You know what I mean? Kind of like like a like a real bait fish how they shimmer and glimmer and and this this was obviously this is the nxs so this is this dives down about 17 feet or so uh the norman nxs it's a real hard diver dives okay. straight down um we did a show on that right but when you get to a certain depth okay color colors change because of light penetration and so when you add metallics on deep diving baits, you're still going to reflect. It'll reflect UV light. You'll still get little flashies out of it. Um, traditionally speaking, um, like if you take a red crankbait, for example, most of the time in water depth that you can see about a foot, foot and a half, and you, that red crankbait turns black at 10 feet. It's not really red anymore just because of the light 
the lack of light penetration. So it's that's also a you know, I, and I I'm, I've got some videos coming out for the for the DIY section in in LureNet where I explain about um, color change. So I'm not gonna I don't want to dive too deep into that right okay. now. You can go watch but, that. Yeah, but but like because on, on on the DIY section. Remember these things? The, the Didn't you just kits. paint some of those on your, your Instagram? Yeah, I painted some Super Spook Juniors um, on my Instagram. Uh, scalish underscore fishing for those who are new tuners, new Bam. listeners. Boom. But, um, yeah, and so so we're doing newsletters and, and stuff for the DIY guys, the do-it-yourselfer guys. And um, so I did some small videos on some colors um things you look for when you're doing pearls or fluorescence or what have you um and there'll be a series of videos coming out for the diy section do you know how to change your little bio on there i i don't what what do i got he needs to no 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 it says former elite series angler Bassmaster rookie of the year two-time classic qualifier fish pro 12 years and underneath it it just needs to say loaded to the cork Loaded to the cork. <laughs> that needs to be your new. That needs to be your new catchphrase, dude. I have a catchphrase now. That is your catchphrase. I. It is so my... every time. So when I'm doing a video, every time I lean on one, I got to go loaded to the cork. <laughs> I'm just saying, in keeping with tradition, Jeffries always was able to to you know he had like little catchphrases he coined the dink and dunk for me okay he coined the, the legend harold allen boom boom freddie rambanis different just different sayings and i think loaded to the cork <laughs> i mean there's nothing that's that's a fantastic catchphrase okay well i'm gonna put it on there later <laughs> i'm writing it down so I don't forget my own catchphrase. You have a lot of. Uh, I look at your Instagram when I have it when I don't throw my phone in the lake. Uh, I look at your Instagram. <laughs> hey, there's some this water electronic problem. device. No, thank you. Exactly. Uh, the best part was I literally waited for it to float back up for like five seconds, and then did I was it, five. Did it float? Oh hell no! Sank no. like a damn rock. Of course it did. Like a. One ounce football chick. <laughs> of course it did, dude. Like a Carolina And then I had ring. no one to complain about it to. I just was melancholy riding back to the ramp going, don't hit anything. Don't hit it. Because then I couldn't call anyone. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Anyway, um, I don't even know where we were on that. Sorry. Were you, were you, had you completed your thought? You were, you were, you were catchphrasing it. Or yeah. Something. Uh, oh, Don G to wrap things up on that. And then another transition to the next topic. He said, Jason Christie throws fire tiger on grand. Followed him at the classic, and he was definitely throwing it. Uh not surprising to me. Jason no. Christie is old school like that. Yeah, but Fire Tiger's a great color. It's it, it it does listen. It doesn't get the love that it deserves anymore because look at all the sexy colors we're coming out with now. Yeah, um, it's it's like everything. You know, why isn't the lizard the number one selling soft plastic body shape? Because look at all the other creature baits that came out. Yeah. Um, I still throw the lizard today. It's one of my favorites. I guess at one point, if you wanted to throw a creature bait, you were freaking throwing a lizard. No, you're tying on the bacon rind. (laughs) When was the last time someone was like, yeah, I flipped the hell out of them on a bacon rind? 
It's still out there. I you still fish I, the bacon rind, I think, but there's a lot more other creature options now. There really is. I mean, that's that's kind of what happens to lures. The the lure market is huge. And yeah, the lizard is underrated. The lizard's super underrated, like madly underrated. Sean would like to know why I didn't have one of those little leashes that the kayak people use on my phone, because you don't realize you need a leash until you need a leash. Well, exactly. That's exactly right. Um, like the day, you know, Frankie and I pitched a video camera and his cell phone and our and our wireless mics in the lake. <laughs> I was talking with uh, John uh, Sokup, and I was telling him about the photo and how I just dropped it in the water, fell out, and he goes, "Dude, he goes at Oneida. He goes, I was fishing, and he's jerk baiting, and he hooks up chain pickerel." And his co-angler had just caught a drum and had used the pliers to get the the hook out of the fish's mouth. So they were on the back deck and he's down sitting. He goes, hey, man, will you hand me those pliers? They said, this is no joke. And the guy goes, yeah. And he hands him the pliers. And he said he literally just takes the pliers. He's got the fish on and he just tosses them in the lake. Go ahead. Just looks at him and goes, what, what? And John just looks at him and goes, what? And he goes, he has no clue what was going through his head. But in one motion, he took the flyers and, and just, just, chucked ju- them. just chucked them overboard. Well, how, dude, how many times? And all, everyone listening that fishes has done this. I guarantee you. You break off a jig or something. You get a new one. And you, <laughs> you're going to go tie it on. And, and you throw it in the water. And you forgot to tie it on. Yep. <laughs> I've told the story on this show before where I was I was home fishing in a winter tournament and I didn't have my stuff. My buddy's like, now nah, you could just use my stuff. And I go to change rod and reels and I just set his rod and reel down and I just miss the boat and I just set it down in 30 foot of water and it just <laughs> sinks. And he just is looking at me going, what the hell did you just do? And I was like, I just missed the boat, man. <laughs> you're, you're like, dude, not my stuff. It's not my problem. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really like that. He's like, so did I. It was mine. That's yeah, why I bought it. <laughs> uh, but you did mention, Chrissy, the other thing that you showed me before was uh, yeah. you've been messing around with the FF Minnow? Yeah, I have been. Um, the, the FF Minnow from Yum, the colors they have in this thing are absolutely psycho. And the jig heads they have that you can buy with them they have the sickle style hook in them but this hook is like a needle this is one of the better sickle style hooks that i've seen traditionally you can fish them on a jig head um with forward facing sonar which is why it's the ff minnow uh forward facing sonar um when you throw the thing out there you you don't really want a super heavy jig head to start with unless you're vertical under the boat doing 2d sonar like you know if you're 2d sonar and straight under the boat then i use a heavier head because i can keep it right in the cone and mm-hmm. and you're like Demiki in it you know through the fish but when you're using forward facing you want to use the lighter head so you got a bow in your line and and you can keep that bait you keep the bait you know hovering above just above the bass you can keep the bait hovering just above the bass um great trick christy's got a video out on it he gives a little more detail that i'm going to go into right now but what i really like this bait for is is i like drop shot in this bait 
a lot. This is a great drop shot bait. Um, it looks very natural. They have tons of colors, and the colors are spot on. Um, they have really good smallmouth colors uh, that look like emerald shine or goby-esque type colors and stuff like that. So check out the FF minnow, um, especially the guys up north for smallies. The other thing about this bait here is um, on my smaller spinner baits, I use it as a spinnerbait trailer. Here, let me see if I got a small spinnerbait. Really? Yeah, let me show you something. Then I got, I'm going to brag, I'm going to impress you with some 2D skills because I thought about you when I did it. Okay, so. I said Uncle Frank would be proud of these 2D skills. Okay, so so th- this is the uh, finesse, War Eagle finesse spinnerbait. Yeah. This is a this is a Scottsboro swimbait trailer. So let Three me and a half you. inch. Yeah, well, yeah, the the three inch. Three inch. So let me show you what this little dude's gonna look like on here. Takes a second because I got the computer light shining in my face. Can you can you rig it just a tad higher? Oh yeah. Well, that's a totally different profile. Right. It's a totally different profile. It's beautiful in the water. I mean, beautiful. Huh. It really teardrops down nice. So I'm assuming with that tail like that, when you're demikiing it or slow falling it, that thing is. I mean, oh, this thing. Look at. I, I mean, I'm barely. As I said, moving. either you you missed your clamato and beer drink this morning, or that thing is very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really sensitive. I'm I'm doing this. On purpose, I'm barely moving my my hand. That's fantastic. And, and that thing just it just that's why I love drop shotting it because you could literally you don't have to do anything to it. It's so natural looking in the water. It's unbelievable, and the colors are fantastic. And you'll be getting you'll be seeing some videos on this pretty soon. I'm going to do some smallmouth hey, stuff. On uh, it. Hold that color up again, then. It doesn't have, is it more, is there, is there a, uh, this is called on the belly side. Is there like a solid little deal? Yeah. What? No, but like that, that little patch on the belly that you like to put. uh, Oh, the gut bag. There you go. Steve, Steve's just said, Matt, try to get a quote gut bag out of uncle Frank. So there you go, Steve. There's the gut Gut bag. bag. What are you guys making a (laughs) drinking game? Every time I say gut bag, you got to do a shot. (laughs) <laughs> no, the, the reason that came up was I said loaded to the cork, and everyone I think had had unanimously decided that the Uncle Frank shirt needs to say "gut bag" on it. Yeah, well, that, I could take that two ways. We could do two. <laughs> but yeah, so but this That's thing is so smooth. But yeah, so so here, let me let me show you. I got I got some colors here. I believe. What did I grab? Oh, Houdini. You have already saw Houdini. This one's good. This is a this is this is Lake Erie money right here. This is called um I think it's Christy Shiner or something. Let me see. It's dark and the writing is very small. Oh, JC Natural. This is a rap name. Yeah, this is a good Lake Erie. I'm trying not to open the bag all the way because I want to hang them back up. It's got an olive. 
black back with mm-hmm. a little bit of blue pearl on it. Look at that. That thing, it, that is, come on. Look at how beautiful that is. So, yeah, so you got to check these colors out because they, they really hit it out of the park with this. Really hit it out of the park. I'm very, I'm so happy with these. I can't even tell you. And then here's a cool, this pearl is beautiful. Um, this is a really beautiful pearl one. There's that Jason Christie color. Yeah. But but it does, it looks way better when I you move it around and you can see the pearls flashing through it. Okay. So here's the, this is the pearl one. Look at how beautiful that is. Oh, wow. And here's the nice thing about it, okay? Which I don't, which I don't have my um die pen here but you could take and you can spot the tail chartreuse and because it's pearl the pearl from the bait makes the chartreuse pearly what color is that then this is called um sight sight no minnow? no it's clear shad this is called clear shad sight minnow has got a, a white belly and uh, metallic on the back Okay, there's clear shut. Yeah, that doesn't do it justice. In the doesn't picture. do it justice because when you lay this down on a white background, you don't see the pearls. I got you. I mean, look at that. We'll this thing, th- that. this is gorgeous. That is cool. So they really, I mean, they did a bang-up job on the colors on these things. So you will see some smallmouth <laughs> videos coming down the pike. How do me. they get that? How do they get that... Uh... You would know this question. How do they get that color in plastic to where it looks kind of hologramish through it and still maintain clear? Powder pearls. Um, the pearls come in powder form. And you mix it in. It's like when I mix pearls in my clear coat when I'm painting a bait and I want to mm-hmm. dust parts of it after I'm done painting it, I'll put the pearl in the clear coat and then spray it over, you know, spray it on top of the bait sometimes i'll put the pearl i'll do a semi-transparent white bottom and then i'll put white pearl over that and then i'll paint my colors trans semi-transparent so the pearls come through the colors or sometimes i put the pearl over the colors and that changes how the pearl looks on a bait but with the soft plastics like magic cross swirl or bama magic um you put the pearls into the plastisol and that's how you get the pearly look to them that's good stuff clay would like to know how many of those come to a pack does it say right on there yeah see i can't read the writing that is tiny it's super tiny oh i could do that there are 10 10 10 and that's Tennessee Shad. Look at that's a good looking color too. You know what I mean? So and then here's here's one that you guys would like. Ten killer, Ten gold. killer gold. Yeah, look at that. That looks good, doesn't it? It does. So these things are legit. That's all I'm going to tell you guys is these FF minnows are legit. And you will be seeing some smallmouth videos coming down the pipe from me. And then the jig heads, uh, you get three in a pack, FF sonar. 
a three sixteenths quarter. And they're not a traditional round bend. No, it's it's um, it's a sickle style. Yeah. Huh. This is a needle. This look at how thin that thing is. Like a needle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I mean that's I'm I'm gonna actually do something this winter. I can't wait. I'm gonna put these things on my Flash Mob Junior. Ooh, that has right? potential. That's well, for that subtle, subtle cold water. Oh, dude, think about it. You have five of these little bad boys going down on the Flash Mob. Money. Can you imagine, dude? Think about throwing that in front of some crappie. Speaking about other species, mm-hmm. right? Uh. Speaking of which, like I said, uh, there was a question earlier about the color seven. I, I mean, I, we have to keep reiterating this, uh, Frank. You have n- nothing to do with this. Is like three levels up in production and their yeah, list this of is, everything that comes out on the paint shop. Right. This is logistical stuff. This has nothing to do with with me actually. And um, you have to realize something. We put the color seven in the mix. But you have to take care of retailers and everybody else has to get what they need first. Mm-hmm. And so it, with with the advent of everything that was going on with COVID and production issues, mm-hmm. getting getting materials, you, you guys know, try to get spinnerbait and jig skirt material today. Um, you, you know how hard it is. So So it goes into the mix, but you got to take care of um, the retailers and the the uh, dot coms and stuff, because at the end of the day, you got to sell lures. And so that's in there the, the samples have come out. The samples are money. They're right on the money. Um, and we're just waiting for a delivery date is what we're doing in a perfect world, in a perfect world, in a super perfect world. Uh, Uncle Frank is in studio for the. 100th episode of day four dude i'm traveling (laughs) and that's when day four or that's when the color seven drops yeah and then we go catch three pound crappies i'm so waiting for that dude i'm gonna fillet them things up and bring not not the giant ones no we'll just got the giant ones anything anything over two genetics go back into the lake yeah, no, I'm I'm down with but that. But dude, a pound and three quarter crappies like fifteen and a half, sixteen inches. Dude, I'll I'll do twelve and a half inches. I don't care. No, I'm we'll keep good. them up to. I'm good. I, I'm not going to scale. We hang them on a digital scale. I'm not going to ruin your crappie fishery. I'm not that kind of guy. What I'm, else I'm, you got? I am looking at notes here. I, we were all over the board. I don't know what I. <laughs> I don't know what I covered, what I didn't cover. I enjoy it. We got through. I think the biggest, the bulk of it was the drum beater. I thought that was a very. Uh... Yeah, I, I, and I'm. You're right, dude. And you're right. I, I'm telling you right now. I've got some experimentation to do, and um, I, I, I'm going to play with this bait because I have, um, I have a do it mold that has this jig head in it, and I have a theory, and I'm not saying one word, um, but I have a theory. And I am going to um, do it this summer, and hopefully, hopefully, well, it's going to work. I know it's going to work. 
That's Very my cool. teaser. I'm not going into detail. That's my teaser. Very cool. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I think that's the music. Uh-oh. Hold on a second. Don't don't go anywhere yet. I'm not going anywhere. And we might have an update. An update? Yeah, my phone's going berserk. Uh-oh. Is oh. it about? Nope. It... Oh, false alarm. False alarm. Dang, I thought it would have been so perfect, wouldn't it, if it was about? Yeah, been like, hey, seven. here's a drop date. Right, it would have been so perfect. But it didn't work out that way. It was a call. <laughs> hey, I uh, I felt great to be back live in studio. Great feedback. Uh, live viewers, listeners, great feedback, great questions today. Love uh, and great to uh, to chat with you for another hour plus, Uncle Frank. Dude, I love live. Live is like everything. Good I times. It. I don't you mind. Got big recorded. Halloween plans? What are you dressing up as? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, you know, like the number one trending Halloween costume is going as the walleye cheaters. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm go. Serious. I'm gonna go as one of their sinkers. Jersey hat sinker. <laughs> well, what you do is you you dress up as the walleye cheater, and then your buddy puts the blaster jersey on and just walks around yelling, "We got weights and fish!" Pointing at you. <laughs> Trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they got arrested. Yeah, they they both wore yeah. suits and went into uh, went into court and pled not guilty. What? You heard it. That's what they pled. Wow, wow. Hey, I know we caught you. <laughs> I know we caught you uh, red-handed. Not guilty. They had very nice suits on. I'm sure. Well, they had a lot of money to buy a good set of threads, man. <laughs> they had time to get it fitted because they don't got a boat no more. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> they don't either. They hauled that away right off the rip. Pleated. Is it pled or pleated? Pled. I think pleated is what your pants are. Pleated pants. Well, is that with a T? Pleat. Yeah, I know. This I'm is D with the D. They pled. Temporary insanity. No, they didn't. I don't know, that's just what Tony four fifty said. They should plead. They should plead temporary stupidity. Is what uh, they I think plead. that's permanent stupidity, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, Amen, brother. I'm with you. I'm All right, totally let's get the you. graphic up here. This has been day four, number ninety, loaded to the court. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to everyone next week. Adios. <laughs>